Hey guys, welcome back to Coffee on the Rocks hosted by Roxy. I have a very special guest today, Kevin Joniak. Hey guys, so excited to be on this. Thank you so much for agreeing to do this. I have known Kevin for a while now. I would say a couple years, right? Yeah, like internet friends. Internet Internet friends, right. We were just saying how like we've never actually met or had a conversation, but we've (laughs) like talked through DM and... I think YouTube brought us together, which is so crazy. Um, And yeah, so I asked him to be on the podcast because I think Kevin is one of those people that is just so inspiring. And he's one of those people that you look at and you're like, wow, they're doing so much at their age. And like, I don't, I don't know. I just find you really inspiring. Uh, That is so (laughs) nice to say. Wow. You're gassing me up already. I love this podcast. (laughs) No, but for real, I think. We'll get more into it, but Kevin is one of those people that really just follows their passion, which is today's topic. And um, yeah. Also, can I just say that your podcast name, like, I love it. Like, it's just such a play on words that in the best way, like, how did you come up with that? (laughs) So I posted on my Instagram because when I wanted to start a podcast, I was like, okay, I'm really bad at coming up with names. Like, I was literally just going to name my podcast, like, Coffee Talks. And I'm like, no everyone has that you know so someone actually helped me pick that name and I was like okay that's so clever coffee wow, on yeah, the I would rocks. say that every time I'd order a coffee if my name was Roxy like coffee on the rocks by the way <laughs> this is my podcast <laughs> rocks with an x not with a ck yeah oh my, yeah so my name is Kevin um I recently just moved to LA and I graduated college last year around actually the semester before you did. So I I graduated in December of 2019. And so for a year, I was just like hanging out and like pursuing YouTube and um, influencing, you know, on my Instagram. Mm -hmm. Wait, what did you go to school for? uh, Media production. So like communications. Yeah, that's totally like up your alley with YouTube and all that. What did you go to school for? (laughs) Like something... (laughs) I laugh about it because like I went for business and I have like a minor in fashion marketing. Okay. That's cool though. That's like, that's different. That's another thing you have under your belt, which is great. You know? Yeah. I think a business degree is like really useful because you can apply it to so many different parts in your life. But um, I'm definitely more of like a creative person, I think. Yeah, you definitely are. Even the, I just, like you said before, like, I feel like I know you, but yeah, this is the first time I'm like actually <laughs> talking to you. It's just, we talked earlier before this and like, I have a false memory of actually meeting you in New York one day, but it never happened. I know me too. And you're, you're from Connecticut too. Well, I don't think yeah. you've said that yet, but yeah, Kevin oh, yeah. is from okay. Connecticut. So from Connecticut, always lived there. Um, always was itching to kind of explore the world. And then similar to Roxy, like I moved to New York for a bit, not for school, but like in between um, semesters. Right, and you I had an Airbnb, right? Yeah, I did. For like, I feel like I know you, but I don't know you. <laughs> yeah, don't rent an Airbnb for like more than a month. It like really hurts your wallet. But uh-huh. I, it was worth it to live in New York for a bit. It was just, it's such a fun place. Mm-hmm. But, and we were so fortunate to grow up so close to it. Exactly, yeah. But it's cold. Hence why I moved to California. <laughs> I just, I really, I'm one of those people and I feel like everyone is like this, but with like seasonal depression, I just can't help it. And like when it's really cold and I can't go outside, I like 
just I'm so in my head and I just start to overthink everything and go crazy. But moving here, I know I might be in the honeymoon phase, but like I really have avoided the seasonal depression because it's so nice outside all the time. Um, and I just thrive being outside. So when I'm home in Connecticut, I just like, it's just too cold for me. So I can't do anything outside, you know? Oh my God. So that's currently me right now. I have a hard time in the winter and I was actually telling my friend yesterday, I was like, this is my last winter in Connecticut. Like I really cannot be here one more winter. Like it, it drives me nuts. I don't know. There's just something about Connecticut and the winter time that just makes me so sad. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel you, girl. I feel you. Like everything about it, getting in your cars, having to like preheat your car and all this shit. And I, oh. I've, I can't even imagine like waking up and it being like nice out every single day. It's unbelievable. And I hope it never gets old. Like I wake up and I'm like, oh, I don't even have to check the weather. It's just going to be, you know, like a light jacket and shorts. And I can wear I'm so jealous. Yeah, you could do it too. And you will. Wait, so your last winter in Connecticut, are you going to go somewhere warm or go somewhere? I know I have to go somewhere warm. I don't know where yet. Um, But I'm kind of like figuring out my career first before I do anything. Um, Yeah, that's smart. But I know for a fact that like, I just, I can't do another winter. It's just really brutal. It hurts. Like <laughs> I'm in pain sometimes because I was home for Christmas and, you know, I've always lived there. So I, you think I'd be used to it, but like, I'm such a baby when it comes to coldness and I just, I'm shiver. I actually shake. Like I'm like, me too. Shivering. And it's like, I don't understand when people are like, I love it when it's like super cold outside or when it's snowing. It's like the snow is nice for a day, but then after it's like, actually, I don't want to live here. Yeah. Cause you just got a big dumping, right? <laughs> yeah. Like all week. And you had like what? 70 degree weather. Yeah. No, literally while my mom, I FaceTime my mom, <laughs> she was like shoveling and I was like at the beach surfing and it was like, <laughs> just how could that I didn't know that it was possible because when you're in the winter, I thought Florida and like California, you know, like it's warm, but like I thought everyone kind of felt winter. Tell <laughs> us how you got started on YouTube. Okay. So if you have a grandma, you just <laughs> you just put her in front of the camera, don't tell her, and then exploit her for a few years. And then when she starts getting recognized in public, um, tell her about it. And then see if she's fine. If she's fine with it, then keep going and... <laughs> That's pretty much what I did. <laughs> did you expect that to happen though? Like, did you post them? And you're like, I think this is really funny. Like, I feel like it's going to go viral. Or did you just like post it because you thought, whatever, like, I'm just going to post this. No, I definitely, th- I thought in the, like, in that moment, like, oh, this has potential to go viral. Uh-huh. And it was, you know, when YouTube was different back in the day when like cats would go viral and stuff. Like, I feel like it's not like that anymore. Yeah. Like, just a random video, but in no, but it days. was actually funny. I remember but, when you DM'd me and I started watching your videos. There was one where you lied to your mom about, I think it was Miley Cyrus or someone, like a celebrity. Yeah, I lied to her about a lot of things. Some of the lies were so consistent that she really still asked about them today. Like the Miley Cyrus thing, like sh- she thought what that was she the was lie? my She thought I went to high school with her mm-hmm. and... <laughs> Like it went on for years. And then finally I was like, oh no, JK, like that wasn't true. But like to this day, she'll still like randomly bring up Miley thinking that (laughs) I know her. 
That's so cute, though. But yeah, she actually likes it, though. It gave her a lot of... It gave her something to do at an older age, you know? Does she, like, get recognized and stuff? She did a lot. Oh, my God. Really her house anymore right now, but right. she did a lot, yeah. Like, imagine, like, having a grandkid and then him, like, making you go viral. I don't know. Like, that... I can't wrap, wrap my head around that. That's kind of awesome. Right? I hope my grandkid does that to me. <laughs> but, yeah, she... Now she's, like, a TikTok star that i turned her into yes i've seen her on tiktok i love yeah. tiktok me too it's like the new youtube but better That's what I'm saying don't you think that it's like if you want to do content now it's like just do more TikTok accessible instead. yeah it's easier faster and i feel like it's more authentic because you're not really filtering yourself as much yes so true and i feel like the algorithm on there is better for new people starting out Mm-hmm. Right? Because do you ever get DMs or do people ever ask you like, oh, how do I start a YouTube channel? Like, I want to get into it. Yes. And I always like give advice to people. But nowadays I'm like, you know, I don't know if YouTube is the platform to start to something. Grow. Like, yeah. yeah. Think about it. Like, you don't really hear of any like new YouTubers coming up right now. It's like you hear about That's TikTok. That's so true. Or- I think like the last one was like Emma Chamberlain that I really yeah. thought like blew up out of nowhere. That's so true. I never thought about that. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm just being cynical, but that's just, I don't know. I think I feel like the platform is just really catered towards like the huge creators and mm-hmm. pushing their content and their um, specials like that they do. And they're not really caring about the like Casey Neistat. He stopped posting. David Dobrik stopped posting. Yeah. And I'm it's like, just, it's just sad. It's like, sad. I still love you too, but. TikTok is just so much better. It is. And it's hitting everyone. I feel like all ages watch it. It's not like YouTube is pretty specific for some mm-hmm. genres. Exactly. But and you're going to get back into it, right? I saw your new video. Oh, you did? Yeah, it was Thank good. You. you should post more like, but yeah, like how was it being off for like a whole year? What was that like? It was, it was weird because I felt like I, I kept telling myself each week, like I'm going to post, I'm going to sit down and actually do it. But it, I feel like making a YouTube videos takes a long time, especially if it's good. You know, if you want to edit it and I don't know, I just can't get myself to find the time to do it, I guess, because I don't care as much. But with TikTok, it's like I literally can just, you know, whip out my phone and start making a video and it has a higher chance of going viral than on YouTube. Yeah, no, literally, Roxy, I will make I'll take like five hours to like <laughs> put into a YouTube video and it gets like 3,000 views. And then when I go on TikTok, it's like a 15 second like. Yeah, boom, and boom, boom, boom. And it's like 50K. 20, 000, 50K. Like, it's like what? It's crazy. But no complaints because I'd yeah. rather have that than I mean, I don't know how consistent I'll be with YouTube. I like YouTube because it's more of like a personal diary. You can like yes. look back. That's exactly how I view it now. I'm glad we view it the same way. I don't like make DIYs or anything. Or It's more about just yeah. my life. Yeah. Like, I'm not trying yeah. to teach anyone anything. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. Do you ever find yourself just looking at a video that from like a, a year ago and be like, wow, like, oh I can't God. believe how far I've come. And like, I can't believe because you really kind of feel the way that you're feeling back in that moment when you. Yes, that. it's like listening to an old song. That yeah. like brings you back to that place. I I look back on my old vlogs and I'm like, I was a baby. 
like an actual child. For real. Do you find yourself doing that with like the videos with your grandma too? Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know. It's just, it's honestly just really sentimental to look back on now because it's like I was in high school for a lot of the old videos. Uh I'm like, wow, like just everyone I knew used to watch them. Like my teachers used to watch them and used to get what? Yeah. Like, um, there was a point when, um, I feel like I peaked in high school. So like <laughs> when, like for YouTube, at least not like in life, uh-huh. I just, but I like when I was doing YouTube, like for real, like with my grandma, like we started to get like a lot of attention throughout, like, I don't know, like we were on Jimmy Kimmel and it was like, we would Wait, go to LA. Oh my stuff. God. I totally forgot about that. Yeah. It's it's really weird that like all that went on and it, I was so young. So I didn't really understand any of it really. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, like my teachers would be like, Oh, I saw your video or um, like people would like, I would hear people in the hallways, like talking about it, like behind my back, not in like a bad way, uh-huh. but it just was really weird that it was like that. That's awesome. So you never got like bullied for it. Right. If anything, people wanted to be your friend. Um, yeah. Like I was never bullied to my face. Um, my school wasn't really like that. Everything was behind your back. <laughs> like people, when they would talk shit, it was like really careful and like, it never got back to the person, which is kind of nice. Mm-hmm. Honestly. <laughs> yeah. So rather than, than them saying it to your face. Yeah. Did you ever face any, I think, you, did you, I think like I, I did. Yeah. In middle school, yeah. people were mean. I, first of all, I don't blame them though. Cause my videos were cringy, but you don't have to bully me. <laughs> Like they yeah. would literally watch them in front of me and like laugh and stuff. And in high school, I was like, okay, I'm never making a video again. And I kind of like lost myself because I feel like being creative is just a part of who I am. And that I like took that part of out of my life. It really did affect me. I bet that's sad. Like I know you're so young, like you're so impressionable by people. And I exactly. And um, and so like, I don't know, nowadays we can learn that it's like, they're clearly just jealous. If you're trying to do something on your own, but exactly. in the moment you're not, you don't think like that. And now it's like, I always want to be around people or have friends that have passions. And I love like people with an entrepreneur spirit, like, you know, people who start something from nothing. And yeah. I think it's now that I see how important that is and how like, when you don't give a shit and you just go after your passion, like that is just more inspiring than someone who like cares so much and wants to fit in with the crowd, you know? So true. And like, where are these, these bullies now? Like, are they like living their best life or are they just like crying <laughs> in the corner somewhere? Right. And like everything you do from when you're a young age, like I'm sure like YouTube has helped you so much throughout your life. Right. Yeah. And I think a lot of the best things in life start out like people are, are like weirded out by it. And it's like taboo almost, you know, like mm-hmm. when we're becoming YouTubers, when we started in like middle school mm-hmm. and, and like people were like so weirded out. And now like the same people that would like be weird about it to me, like they would ask me how to make their own channel because they see that you can make money off of it. And that it's like a thing now, S- similar to TikTok, maybe like, you know, people are like, oh, it's so like, it's for children, TikTok, and now like, right, and it's like you make fun of it first, and then you realize you can make money off of it, or you can get clout or whatever, and then it's all all of a sudden everyone wants to do it. 
Yeah, right. And that's when I think people get into stuff for the wrong reasons. Like we started out, like, did you start wanting to like make money or it's okay if you did, but did you? No, because at the time you couldn't make money. I used to make like the like the music videos with like the saturation and like like, it was so cringy. I think some of them are still up on YouTube. Um, I know what I'm watching after this. (laughs) And like the stop motions with like you would do like photo booth and take a picture and like you would put it into a whole video. It was it was rough. Yeah, like I once we found out we could make money, at least for me, like I was just like, oh wow, like that's a cool little perk. And I wasn't right. really not, um I was excited about it because I was so young, but yeah, I completely agree. Yeah, and now it's sad. People really start doing influencer stuff or like starting their own podcast even or whatever and like they're just really trying to just cash out immediately. And that's that's not good. I don't I think. know, but I think those people are usually the ones that like burn themselves out because they're like, if they do end up making money and they're successful, they don't have the drive from like the right place, you know? Yes. You're so right. So eventually they either stop making videos or they are miserable, but they are making money, but they feel this pressure to like keep making videos because it makes them money. Yes. No, that's definitely true. I remember you saying like, how you felt college was a scam. I think you were talking about it on your Instagram story because you were mad at your professor. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I was listening to all of that. I I was doing something and I was like, wait, 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 I got to listen to this because I was like, this is some hot tea right now. It was tea that actually could have made the news if I wanted to like make a huge deal, which maybe I should have, but maybe we'll we'll make it. And then you made a a video about it too. Yeah, and... (laughs) I'll try to just summarize it for you. Should I like talk about it? Yeah, talk about it. <laughs> so I'll give all the tea too. So my school that I went to, well, just some like minor background. I went to an art school for my first year of college in Chicago. And I realized that I just didn't want to spend that much money on school because I was like, wow, like this is expensive. Mm-hmm. So I went back to a state school back home in Connecticut. And that's where I ended up graduating. Um, but at the school, they, I don't know their hiring process for professors because they, I had some professors that were just downright unprofessional and like very cruel human beings. Like mm-hmm. it's just not, not a good look. So the worst experience I had with one of them was my senior year, like my last semester, um, which is why I didn't want to cause too much of a stir. Cause I just wanted to get out of there, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, but basically on the first day of class, she was like, yeah, if you don't know how to read the syllabus, then you are R word. Like, I don't even want to say on here. Cause I don't want to like mm-hmm. spread the word more, but I, I don't know. I feel like anyone would know what the R word is, right? Yeah. It's like derogatory to someone that like has, um, a learning disability or like special needs. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we're all familiar with that word. And I feel like nowadays in 2021, it was 2019 at the time, but like we are on the same page of like maybe not using that word. Yes. Right. I mean, I'm sure it's really bad, but in middle school, when you're younger, like you just don't understand the gravity of it. So like you just, people have said it, you know? Yeah. Um, it's kind of like when it's not the same, but like when people say like, that's gay, you know? Yeah. Like it's that, it's, it's offensive. That. Yeah. Yeah. And it was normal, like at some time, but nowadays 
It's not, especially when you're someone that is teaching a class at a collegiate level. Exactly. Yes. Yes. So when she said that, I was like, and let me know what you would do in this situation. Um, I'm always curious, but, Mm -hmm. and usually I'm not that outspoken of a person, but when it Mm -hmm. comes to this, I'm like, can you not? (laughs) So she said it to the class and I looked around and I was like, wait, is someone going to say something? Like, do I have to be the one that has to like call her out? But did people look like uncomfortable? A little, yes. There were some people that were like awkward, like they looked awkward. Yeah. Yeah. Uncomfy. So then I was like, um, yeah, hi, excuse me. Like, can you not say that word? Um, thank you. You know, just called Mm -hmm. her out. And (laughs) you would think a normal person would say, like, oh yeah. I'm so sorry. Yeah, like I didn't mean to offend you. Right? You think, but no, and I was gonna be like, okay, if she it's she's gonna say sorry and like let's move on. She actually got defensive and was like, oh, why are you offended by this word? You know, I, uh, I'm i going to say things in this class that you don't like. So if you're offended, then you could like look into another class. She didn't say that immediately. I forget. This was two years now. So like, I forget exactly what she said, but she said something along those lines and then gave me reasons why she was able to say that word because she's taught people with special needs. <laughs> right. Like I was mind blown. And so then, so you were going back and forth with her a little bit. Yeah. And I was like, holy, wow. I did not expect her to clap back like this. Like (laughs) she also is dealing with the wrong student because I'm about to clap back harder. Right. Right. As you should. Yeah. So I was like, um, it doesn't matter who you're like, who you've taught in the past. I'm sure those students wouldn't like that word to be used. Hello. Right. Um, And like, you don't know anyone's situation in this class. Like you don't. So like, you could really offend someone like. Mm -hmm. So then she was like, she stepped down and was like, okay, like whatever. And then I was like, okay, I guess it's, it's done. And then she actually brought it up again. So this is a psychology class. So she brought it up again and was like, oh, um, there were two triangles on the board and they looked, it was like an illusion. And she was talking about perception and Mm -hmm. she was like, yeah, just like how Kevin perceived that word differently than all of us. Oh, no, no, no. And no, no, like, no. Oh, okay. So she's really trying to play. All right. So you're right. like, all right, you know what? Hold my earrings real quick. Yeah, no, <laughs> <laughs> um, and then it escalated to me like getting really heated and like kind of sticking up for myself. And I was like, wow, this is so unprofessional. And I was trying to keep my cool the whole time. And this is when the class, like, you know, talking about psych, did you take psych in high school or anything? Mm-hmm. You know, mob mentality. I, th- I think I remember that. It means like when there's a group of people and like the mob is like thinking one thing. So you might have a different thought about it or a different opinion. But since everyone else is like having a thought. Oh, yes, yes, form, yes. Yes. So it was mob mentality where like the whole rest of the class, like one kid was vocal about like, oh, like being on her side, like trying to kiss ass. Um, and so like everyone else was like on her oh, side. No. And then I like actually was told by students in the class, like, dude, give it a rest. Like, why are you so heated? Like, like stop. Shut like, don't up. Like Those I'm are like, the same wow. people that would never stick up for the right thing. Right. So then I was just frustrated. And then after class, I went in. Oh, maybe I could send you the audio of like her talking. I remember you posted it and I listened to it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. She basically just said like, 
yeah, um, I'm going to say words you don't like. And if you have a problem with that, oh, and then she was like, I'm going to say it again. So if you don't want to be in my class, then you should look into switching. Oh my God. So what ended up happening? Did you, so, you said you went to the Dean and the Dean didn't do anything, right? Yeah. Um, the Western Connecticut State University Dean and all of their staff did not give a single, um, they just didn't care and nothing ended up happening. Like they were just like, well, you know, like we can't even ask her to apologize, you know, like it's, she just said it and she feels bad, but like, that's it. Like you have to move on. Um, and then I'm thinking the grand scheme of it, she really just normalized that word again for like 25 kids. Exactly. Which is just not right. I don't know. And and I feel like, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but the older generations, they think of like Gen Z or millennials. Wait, are we considered Gen Z? The year yeah, after us, are. right? Yeah, we are they, Gen Z. <laughs> they consider us like... Um, they always say how we're so sensitive, like emotionally sensitive. And it's like, no, we're not. We're just a lot more aware and we're not afraid to speak up. So true. That's so well worded that what you just said, because it's so like, they really, they say sensitive, but really we're just trying to like, you know, make the world a better place. Right. Right. Same thing with like so many movements, like we have done so much compared to the other generations because we're a lot more vocal. We have more technology and we we use it to our advantage. Like, I don't know, like TikTok might seem stupid, but it really does make a difference in the world. Like think about the Trump rally. I don't know if you heard about the TikTok of like people signing up for Trump's rally and then like no one showed up. Yes. And I'm like, that's a great way of showing that, like, we are so powerful as a generation. Yeah, that was hilarious. <laughs> that was <laughs> so favorite funny. moment of 2020. <laughs> and it's like, we literally can do anything. And I think the older generation, like, underestimates us and thinks that we're just dumb and, like, we just go on our phones and stuff. But it's like, no, we actually learn a lot on our phones. Well, some of us. Yeah, we really do. And I don't know, I feel like now we're at the age, you know, we're like early 20s, but still like we are on the same wavelength, at least I think as like people that are like older now, like we kind of like reached the threshold of like, you know, being on the same kind of page. I know exactly. Yeah. People like are older. I'm thinking about the staff members I had to talk to at my school about the situation. And like, I feel like they were looking at me as if I was a little kid, but it's like, hun, I, you know, right. I'm like, a living adult like I know how things work now it's not like I'm like in the wrong or in the the dark about stuff like, like they they think they're just like so much more knowledgeable and this is not throwing shade at like older people but just what I've noticed um yeah. I feel like with people around my age they see us as like kids yeah and especially with going back to the topic of like professors in college like I met don't get me wrong, like some of the nicest and like I learned so much from some professors, but it just astounded me at some of the people that like teach at a, co- at a college level. And like they are actually just like very like just scummy people and rude. I mean, we should well, <laughs> we should say a positive and a big negative about college to keep it like to even it out. <laughs> <laughs> OK, honestly, I loved college. Um, I loved it a lot more than high school because I definitely did not peak in high school. 
No, I was definitely weird. Like my YouTube channel got like good numbers, but no, it definitely was not peaking, which is a good thing. Like imagine peaking in high school. (laughs) For real. Like (laughs) I am actually really glad I didn't peak because I think I really found myself in college. Um, I'm going to say like, obviously the money part, I've just always been someone who is really bad with money, to be honest. But I, (laughs) like, I don't, I live in the moment. I really do. And it's really bad because, like, I should be that person that's like, I want to save my money and I want to think about the future. But I'm all about, like, living your best life and, like, don't ever let money limit you. I think money will come if you go for something that you want. But some people might differ. I feel the same way. Like money will always come back to you. And if you have that mindset, then hopefully, and it usually does come back, like, you know, and if you have the... And if if you think about it, like think about all the times you've stressed about money and then you don't have money. But if you don't stress about it, it comes to you. It really does. And money, it's just always going to be stressful no matter what, no matter how much you have, it seems like. So I'm, I'm a firm believer in like, you don't know if you could die tomorrow. And I know some people might be like, Roxy, you're so stupid. Like you should be thinking about your future and stuff. But I don't know. Like I'd rather wake up every day and do something that makes me happy. And that obviously like doesn't hurt my wallet like crazy. But I don't know. I'm all about happiness and your mental health. Yeah. And some people I think plan too far ahead for the future. And Mm -hmm. the future is like, it's imagination. You know, you could just think about it all day and try to figure it out. But like life is so unpredictable and the people that are really planning ahead, like it seems like in the moment of their lives, because I used to be like this too. I would always think about what's going to go on next, but then I feel like you drift into not really appreciating what's going on right in front of you. Exactly. Did you have that thought when like moving to LA? I definitely did. And when so I came to the decision to move like in the summertime. Mm-hmm. Um, so like last summer and I was like kind of gearing up to like move. I didn't really know where to move either. Mm-hmm. I was still figuring it out. But like this past summer in Connecticut, I was like, this is probably my, like how you said, this is your last winter in Connecticut. I was like really taking it all in and being like, wow, like I don't know where I'm going, but like, I just want to appreciate everyone that I'm with. And like, I know it's going to be a while until I'm back living here if Mm -hmm. I ever live here again. So I like really appreciated it. But um, when it came to money, were you like ever second doubting yourself? Like maybe I shouldn't do this because I don't know if I like financially, you know, that's a big thing for me. It's like moving. I'm going to have to start paying rent and stuff, which I don't have to do right now, which is really nice. So that's something in the back of my mind. But like, I know part of adulting and like living your own life, you have to come to terms with those things. Yeah, which is very annoying. Paying rent is like, I mean, it's really nice to have a place because it's like, you can't really go, you can't move without paying rent, which is (laughs) like, unless you like find some kind of like situation, like, I don't know. Right. But yeah, I definitely was nervous to move with like the money. I'm also a big saver though. I've turned into like someone that just saves up a lot, especially since you're living at, you know, home and now you have time to save for the big move. Um, so I, that's the plan for this summer. It's like save all the money I make at the restaurant and do it and you will. Um, but yeah, I just saved a lot so I could have like, um, 
half of my time of rent, like six months of rent, you know? Mm-hmm. And are you coming like, back? Coming back from what? To Connecticut? Or are you going to live in California? Oh, no. Yeah. I'm here for like at least a year. Yeah. I can't. I don't know. Like, I can't really see myself moving back there ever. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, actually, I love it here. And actually, yeah, no, not to be like that annoying person, but like, I think I really did find my happy place. And oh, that's so nice. That's so freaking nice. Yeah. And I don't know. I mentioned this earlier, but like, people are like, this is your honeymoon phase. Like, you move anywhere. But really, though, I don't know. I've never felt so at home being somewhere because I've, you know, traveled a bunch around different places and like stayed for an extended amount of time. And I never felt like that homey, but here I've been here for like four months and I just feel like really homey. Oh yeah. So I also wanted to mention this. Kevin drove across the country. <laughs> yes, I did. And it was an adventure. And I love that. Like, I love people who are so spontaneous like that and kind of just say like, fuck it, I'm doing this. Like, how was that? That was basically my mindset. I was like, you know, I, I'm I'm over this. Like, peace <laughs> out, bitches. And I got my car. I actually had to buy a car for this. Like, I didn't even have a car. And I was, like, saving up for a car. And then I just, like, went to the lot. And I was like, just anything that has Bluetooth and a sunroof, like, I'll take it. And then I drove <laughs> off the lot. And then the next day or a few days after, I was like, see you guys. <laughs> what does your mom think about all this? Like, what is she, is she ever like, Kevin, what are you doing? well my parents are just they accepted that I'm just I'm a very like free kind of guy like I'll just do any I'll just go anywhere and like they always expected me to like move kind of far away which Uh um I definitely miss them a lot and my grandma like and my the rest of my family but I know that like when things get back to a little bit of normalcy I'll go back and visit more you know Mm -hmm. Um, but you found your home yeah and And that's important exactly and this is a nice like LA is such a nice place to visit too it's like such a vacation um but yeah have you ever gone on like a big road trip um yes when I was seven we moved to Texas and we drove there we only lived in Texas for six months and it was so long ago that I don't even remember the road trip I just remember like wanting to get to Texas already (laughs) um but yeah, other than that, I, I don't remember. Yeah, um, I don't think I've ever gone on like a huge road trip, but I definitely want to do that. My biggest fear, though, is like I'm going to be in the middle of the, the desert and my car is going to break down and I'm going to have no cell, no, no cell service. <laughs> okay, that was me the whole time driving through Utah. Like, there's nothing. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, well. And then I, I start thinking of like Jeffrey Dahmer because like a lot of serial killers are in the Midwest and like, it just it really scares me yeah no the middle of america like it's like kind of scary we really i mean it's just so desolate and open that like you could really just get killed and no one would know for like weeks because what i mean yeah like there's nothing around like from so from i feel like from kansas onward besides like denver it's like there's really not much and you would drive that like in the middle of the night yeah, I would drive in the middle of the night. Like, I had no idea where I, I was just relying on my phone. And a lot of the time, oh you don't have cell service. So <gasps> Is he, just... That's my biggest fear. Were you with someone else? Yeah, for um, I did the first half by myself. And then my best friend I moved here out with, 
out here with we she flew in and like we um like finished the road trip together from Colorado but the beginning of it like I definitely had some anxiety like being alone but it was but then again it's one of those things where you look back on and you're like I really did that yeah like I it's crazy to say like and my friends back home would always say that I'm like a really bad driver, but no one could say that anymore because I single-handedly drove across the entire United States. Right. Like, and nothing happened. Knock on wood. Do you hear me knocking? I saw your videos. First of all, your drone shots are just freaking sick. Thanks. So I got a drone, like the DJI Mavic Mini, like the tiny, tiny one. And it's a really good drone, but I broke it in like the second day. And I just no. returned it. I was like, I can't do no. this. Like, it's just too no. much. It's hard. Yeah. It is hard and it's stressful because you're like, this is like, I don't know. I, I always think I'm going to crash it, but uh-huh. you actually crashed it. I would cry. I know. But your videos look so freaking cool. Oh, thanks so much. It really made me appreciate the country we live in too, because seeing it all just change in front of my windshield like from like fields to like yeah you see now i want to do this now i want to go on a road trip to california you definitely should roxy i think you would love it especially like you'd get such good content i know you got to think about the content like you got content um but yeah it was definitely an experience i don't know like i'm actually gonna go watch your video after this episode (laughs) because i remember i kept wanting to see it but then i forgot um, but you like documented the whole thing, right? Yeah. I, it was like a little mini series I put together and like we were talking about earlier, it's fun. Cause now I can look back on it in the years. Yes. And, and then you can show your all... kids one day or right. Like, like it's it'll just always be there. That's what I love about YouTube. It's like your life is on there. You have to be that type of person though, that you're okay with your life being on the internet. Yeah. Like we don't care about privacy. Right. For real. (laughs) You can just watch us. So, oh, sorry. What? No, what were you going to say? Talking about moving, like, would you move? Where do you like actually want to move? I was thinking about California, actually. Um, The hardest thing for me, because I have a, I have a couple of friends there and my friend, Sarah, she, um, she moved from Connecticut to, to California and she's really close to her mom like me. And that's like my number one thing. It's like leaving my mom because I'm my mom's only child. And oh wow, yeah. Yeah, that's like the biggest thing. But other than that, and like my career, I don't I love New York, but I can't do another winter in New York. Yeah, me too. I like New York is just such a place and it's so convenient for us because we could just take a train home. Exactly. But like Like I love that. I've been commuting like almost five days a week into the city and it's taken a toll on me for sure. Um, but I just like, I can't do this again next winter. No. So where, what's on your list? Do you have like a um, top three places? San Diego, Los Angeles. Uh, I also have to get a job first, so I can't just like move out there. But yeah, I always say like, cause my friend also is like looking to move somewhere. And I was like, if you have like a list of places, then shoot your resume and like apply to different jobs in those three places, like a bunch of them, and then change your resume. Say you're already living in the place that you're applying to. And then whatever ones you hear back and like, that will be like telltale sign of like, oh, Mm -hmm. it's a sign. Maybe I should like make the move. 
if you get like yeah. an offer. Yeah, that's true. And but like I want to save a bunch of money first before yeah. I go. Um, but even if I just go, I want to like do a test trial for maybe like a couple months and see how I feel because I I know I'm gonna get like separation anxiety yeah. from my mom. Um, but like I also have to grow up and I have to like follow my passion, like today's topic. <laughs> but like I know I I need to be somewhere that's warm. Yeah, I think you would thrive. I think I would too. I think anyone will. Like, I don't know, the cold, just, I don't know how you could feel radiant while you're just like having to be stuck inside your house. Right. Like, I always watch your stories and I'm like, fuck. Like, (laughs) like you have palm trees, you're like driving around, you're like living your best life on the beach. And I'm like, oh my God, like, this is my calling. Like, I need to do this. And you will, no matter where, there's a lot of different options. Like San Diego, would you ever, because I was thinking about Florida. Would you go to Florida? It's like I, w- awesome. I would, because it's, it's closer to home. Yeah. So the the flight is only like two hours. Yeah. But okay, another thing about like, you know, the distance between you and your family, because that like takes a toll on me too. Um, Like with my grandma, especially because we're so close mm-hmm. and my parents felt like, if you think about it, if you fly from California to New York, it's like really not that bad. Like you could do it in a weekend if you have to. Like you can yeah. go home for a weekend. It's a little extra, but like a red eye flight, like you take off here at like nine and land at like six in the morning on the East Coast, then you have like a long time. It's not like that much of a travel day. Yeah, that's true. It's just like it's a lot harder than like taking a train. And that's yeah, what, like, yeah. And are you like, a fan of flying? Um, I don't mind flying to be honest. Me too. I love it, but sometimes I get a little bit like, okay, we're going down like one little bump. So like, mm-hmm. if I had to do that a lot, I'd be like, maybe not. But yeah. it's also cheaper now to fly back and forth. The flights are cheap. Right now. Yeah, right now. I don't know how long that will. Last. <laughs> Yeah, and that's another thing is like the flights, but yeah, I know eventually I will live in California for some period in my life, but I don't know when yet. Um, what would you say are like the bet the the biggest differences between Connecticut and LA other than the weather? Um okay, this is a huge one, and I this is my favorite change. So people here are just way more open to like expressing their personality and are way more like friendlier and like people, I don't know, it depends on who you're surrounding yourself with, but like more specifically people at restaurants that like workers, like they'll be so personable to you out here. Like they'll like ask about like your Zodiac sign. They'll ask about like how you're doing and like be real about it. It's like very genuine, but like, I don't know, back home, even New York, it's like, everyone is very kind of more cold and reserved. Yeah. Reserved. And like, I don't know, I kind of feel uncomfortable sometimes. And this isn't every restaurant. Everyone's so nice, but like, it's a trend. I see it. Just a lot of people are just way more like open to like chat and like, that's so true. I remember that from when I went to Cali, I was like, wow. Like the waiter was so cool. Right. And in Connecticut, I don't know. Like I sometimes just get like bad vibes from people. And I just like feel like uncomfortable when people Mm -hmm. are like, working somewhere 
I don't know. It's just, it's obviously different, but people are just like, I don't know. Yeah, that's so true. And now that we have that stereotype being from New England that we're like, you know, kind of colder. Do you ever hear that? Mm, Yes, I have. That people just like give you the cold shoulder more. People don't really, because I think in, especially like New York or like Northeast, they just are in their own lane. Like, you know, remember like, uh, rush hour on the subway like no yeah. one talks to each other you're kind of just like in your own bubble but you're surrounded by so many people yeah it's so true like or when you're on a hike I don't know when I'm hiking back home I like will walk by people and I'll be like hi because I'm a nice person <laughs> maybe it's extra I don't know but like a lot of the time people just won't say hi back and it's like yeah no I know I don't like that no, I don't know. Just that's just maybe it's my own personal experience. But like the other day I was on a hike here and I was just like standing there, like taking in the view. And like I heard a random woman be like, This is beautiful, isn't it? And I'm like, Oh yeah, it is. It's like really nice. And I was like, wow, like that would just no one would ever like a stranger do that. <laughs> yeah. And it wasn't like creepy. I was like, oh yeah. It was like a nice <laughs> gesture, yeah. Um, I feel like people in Cali hike all the time. Like my friend Sarah, she's like, Yeah, I went for a hike. I'm like, you guys just go hiking like every day (laughs) (laughs) like kind of no I mean yeah there's just a lot of trails like because the cool thing about LA that I wish New York had but like there's just so much nature around it like the city just has you could drive like a half hour no I drive like 15 minutes and I'm like in the mountains on a hike and I don't even feel like I'm in a city it's crazy oh my god that sounds awesome yeah, it's just unreal. How is but everything with like Rona hiking. and stuff? Um, it's like definitely scary because you know how I don't really watch the news that much. Me Do you neither. Watch the news? Yeah, but I hear mostly from my mom. Um, but like the cases here were really, really bad and still kind of are. They're kind of dwindling down, I think. Mm-hmm. But stuff was closed up until like a couple weeks ago, so you couldn't sit anywhere it was all takeout but they just opened up outdoor seating just opened up yeah like a couple weeks ago for like a couple months they were just you only could do takeout and oh my god here in connecticut we opened up 50 percent indoor seating um outdoor is open but like nobody sits outdoor and in new york it's just opened like three days ago 25% 25% indoor seating, but outdoor is open. Nobody's, no, but the thing I love about New York, though, that I I feel like a lot of other cities don't have is how we adjust to, like, anything. And with, yeah. like, outdoor seating, it's brutal because it's so freaking cold, but restaurants have been able to make heaters and, like, make it work somehow, And to the point where, like, you still feel like you're inside, but you're not. And it's just so crazy. Like, New York really just comes together. And I don't think there's, like, another city like it. No, there really isn't, I don't think. Like, it's so, such a community, I feel like. And they're, like you said, just very innovative. Like Yeah. I saw pictures of, like, the stuff that was set up outside. I'm like, wow, they really did it. Right? But at the same time, I'm like, a nice beach would be nice once in a while. Like Connecticut beaches don't do it for me. Like they just don't. Oh my God. Have you ever swam in Long Island Sound? Yes. 
oh my god same and i just yeah like i don't know there's something about it <laughs> like, it's whack i, I still would like last summer i swam at which what's like the beach you go to i go to or cove the- or japan um yeah okay have you been to sherwood island no i haven't okay that's where we would go it's like kind of by westport Oh, wait, I have been there. Wait, what is it called again? Sherwood. I think I have been there. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. <laughs> Gotta is love it, it. It's all right. Yeah, I know. It's nice. Like, I I feel like now I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, oh, I just moved to California and like the beaches, like, ew, Connecticut. But, like, they really are. It's like, such a, it's just a different character, you know, like the beaches in Connecticut I feel like they're just like it's more like New England vibe and not like you're not really wanting to go like deep into the ocean I don't feel like anyone yeah when I went to California we stayed in Venice and I loved the beach like it's just it's so beautiful and the sunsets like nothing beats the sunsets yeah I don't understand I feel like they're like (laughs) someone's like making them or something like I don't get how they're like so vibrant every single night is it really every single night like most nights yeah oh you know what i have to go i have to pack yeah. my bags like i really yeah. have to go <laughs> they say like the the sunsets are really good in la because of all the smog from the city which like i don't know that's like symbolism or something that like the smog makes like a beautiful sky i heard that it's it's because the sunsets on that side right on the west side yeah, it sets over the ocean. So, oh my God, that's beautiful. Yeah, you would love it. You need to just, but I know. Um, you'd have to drive here too if you're going to come. Why? Oh, drive? Just, like, like with all my. It's a rite of passage. Yeah, it's a rite of passage. If you're moving to California, you have to drive. <laughs> okay. Well, now I know. <laughs> or flying would be fun too. I don't know. I just think you have to have the experience. Yeah. With a friend, if you don't, I know it's differently different for like, I don't know. I feel like girls are also like targets. Like, you know, we're talking about serial killers. Yes. Yes. For me, myself, I feel like I'm not, I'm definitely a target. People try to like pick on me and stuff. But (laughs) being a girl is just different. Like being in the middle of nowhere, it's like scarier. Yeah, it definitely is. That's like annoying how it is, like stupid society, like and shit. But like, I don't know. They're just creepos. For real. And if I'm going to be like in the middle of Utah, I just, I can't. Like my pepper spray is just not going to save me. Oh my God. <laughs> you need to have like a few cans. I do. I need to come with like three other people because I would be so scared. Like that's like, I have like nightmares about that because I've seen so many horror movies about people driving in the middle of the night and then they never make it home. That would happen. Yeah. To me. Right. Oh no. At least you have like a fun story if you make it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just die. Cause of death, road trip to California. <laughs> you never made it. Okay. So for the last question, it's a good one. And I want you to give me like the best advice you have. Okay. Okay. So what advice would you have? for the younger version of yourself? That is a good one. You weren't kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I have to think about this. Um, Okay. I think like growing up, I always would like 
be really worried about like we were talking about the future earlier and mm-hmm. like just you know like being anxious about stuff um and like worried that things wouldn't work out for me and like I still think like this sometimes I feel like that's part of our human nature but like to someone I feel like it really is just to you know not really harp on like what could be or like the future because like everything will work out and like if this could be like circumstantial to like going I don't know going on going somewhere you think is like risky like I feel like everything will just always work out because like I don't know do you know, you know what I'm saying kind of oh a hundred percent like don't I always say this don't question why things happen just let it be yeah and if it seems like rough waters then it will just like smooth out because like that's life. Like it's just ups and downs. And For I real. still have to remind myself about that, but like I'm way better at knowing that like, you know, everything's not going to be great all the time, but like, you know, there's always life ahead. Mm-hmm. If you make it, like you were saying, you could just die tomorrow. For real. I always try to live. I, I'm like the most like cliche person ever. I say like the corniest things because I really, I'm big on quotes and stuff, but you like, first of all, you don't know if you're going to die tomorrow. Second of all, live every day. Like it's your last. Yeah. And speaking, what's your, do you have a favorite quote? I have so many favorite quotes, but I have one quote that I see every day because it's on my phone and it's just enjoy the little things. Yes. I like that. And it's so true. Cause that's really all that matters. They, they combine at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite quote? Um, mine is get, create a life that you're excited to wake up to. I love that. You know, like it could be your last day and it's just and- good to like be ready. You know, I wake up honestly now I'm living here. Like, I don't know. I'm like, Oh, what's going to happen today? I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. Like you are excited about life. Yeah. And that's like another big thing that I wanted to talk about is like jobs and people who follow what everyone else is doing or following like what society wants them to do. Um, And I don't think it should be that way. I think you should find what genuinely makes you happy as a person and do that. Yeah, exactly. Because that's when you'll, you'll find your true like, I don't know. I feel like everything falls into place when you have that mentality too. Mm-hmm. Like they people, can I talk? <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Like people usually say, if you just follow what makes you happy, the money will come. Yes. I feel like it always does. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think I'm going to end the podcast here because we've been talking for a hot minute. We've been talking for an hour and a half. <laughs> oh my God, Roxy, this is long. I didn't even realize <laughs> It was so much fun, though. Oh, my God. Time flies when you're having fun. But thanks for asking me. I got so excited when I saw your your jam. I was like, hell yeah. Now I can say we've actually had, like, a proper conversation. Yeah, no, we really have. And now, I mean, it's, like, less weird. I feel like when you come to L.A. to, like, feel the water, if you, like, actually want to make the leap, like, I feel like we, like, know each other already. Yeah, me too. Like more. And when you come back to Connecticut, we have like literally you can stay with me. Just stay with me if you want. <laughs> you can, yeah. I'm gonna say you can stay with me in Connecticut, but you're from Connecticut. So do you want to plug in your socials? Um, yeah, my Instagram is just Kevin Droniak, D-R-O-N-I-A-K. I'll see you over there. <laughs> and your YouTube? Um, it's Kevin and Lil. 
My grandma's name is Lil. You guys have to watch his videos. They're so good. Like the drone shots, everything about it is just like Casey Neistat vibes, you know? <laughs> uh, I appreciate that so much. And everyone go watch Roxy's new video and, you know, like see how she's going to create content this year because the girl is back. Oh, thank you. <laughs> okay. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Check us out on Instagram at Coffee on the Rocks Podcast. And I will talk to you guys in my next one.